0: Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast. Thursday, March 17th, football team has wrapped up nine practices and now breaks for spring break. Just sent in an article to the boss man, Chris Ard, sort of charting the progress of DJ Uwe Unglale and what Brandon Streeter thinks he has to work the most on. It really starts with the footwork and the mechanics and fundamentals, something we've been kind of harping on for the last several months that article and more from Paul Strelo and yours truly at TigerIllustrated.com My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parms Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville They are Clemson people and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse and neglect, car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parms Smith & Arch & Call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting. Like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson Market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt, Matt's office is located beside the Walmart Neighborhood Market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Okay, to our guest, Chase Bryce, former Clemson backup quarterback, uh, really a savior of the 2018 season for his heroics against Syracuse in the regular season. Coming off a really good year, his first season at Appalachian State, preparing for his final season of eligibility up in boone this is a wide-ranging interview and you want to stick around to the end because wow one of the best stories ever i've heard on jimmy Greenbeans, aka brent venables there was a point where chase bryce had enough during practice as a scout team quarterback and yeah okay not going to spoil it okay here we go enjoy okay joined by chase bryce familiar name for clemson fans how you doing man
1: I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for uh thanks for having me
0: on. Absolutely. Uh a good friend of mine actually recommended this recommended that I, I hit you up a couple months ago and we've been exchanging some DMs on, on Twitter, so I'm glad we could finally make it happen.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: What uh how's life treating you up in up in Boone?
1: Um <clears throat> pretty good so far. Uh got a year under my belt up here and um, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much a booney now and accustomed to the weather and um, obviously school and um, you know, last year it's, it's now my last year of college. So I'm just trying to soak it all in.
0: How is Boone North Carolina different from Clemson South Carolina? I'm guessing there are some pretty stark differences.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one being it's a lot colder up here. Um, there's a, there's a little bit less to do. Um, you're on a mountain. So, um, you got to travel a little bit of ways to go, to go do some things. Um, I mean, Clemson's about three hours away from here. Greenville's about two and a half. Um, so definitely drivable distances for me. Um, and, and, if I won't ever head back, which I had before, but um, I mean, you know, it's different coming here as a as a grad as a graduate um, than being an undergrad there at you know going in at Clemson and versus having you know five years of college under your belt and then spending your last two here. So, um, from my perspective, it's it's not totally different. All in all, it's just maybe you know maybe a little bit less to do uh you know different places to eat around here and um but you know it's a college town
0: what were your go-tos in clemson as far as restaurants and, and places that you would go or maybe that you that you are looking for up there that that, that aren't aren't there
1: well i loved i loved in clemson having a. Uh, what what was it called? Um, well, right when I I guess like as I was leaving, they they built that Sulties Steamers, which is pretty good. Um, and then uh, Loose Change, that was that was a good spot. I love that spot. Um, Pot Belly Deli, it's hard to beat that. Um, but also, I was closer to home uh, being at Clemson, so I you know hour and a half down the road, I could I could go back to Athens or Um, it was such a good location that you could travel different places and not take you a whole lot of time especially going up and down a mountain you can avoid that So, but uh, those are some good spots that that I miss
0: so can you maybe enlighten everybody on who who hasn't really heard your name since you left Clemson on the decision to go to Duke and then the decision to leave Duke What what was behind that and then of course the decision to, to choose where you ended up uh, at App State?
1: Right. Um, well, choosing Duke was was uh, everything I wanted. Um, it was, you know, I had a great visit and, and great relationship with, with the coaches and, you know, I felt at home there and, you know, it, it's, it's hard to leave a place like Clemson, obviously. I've said that multiple times but, um, I just felt like I, I had, I needed to do it and I wanted to do it. I felt I was ready to go play and, and, uh, you know, I was behind the the number one draft pick in Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, you had that, that top ahead of you, but when, when things kind of went south or, you know, COVID hit and, um, I didn't get that experience or nobody did uh, a lot of transfers and, and, uh, going to their new college it was hard to transition and i we didn't finally report until july and two much, and then and then start real practice until i mean early august and that was my you know i'd only been there months and uh then we ended up playing notre dame within a few weeks and it was just very rushed and uh and looking back, it was I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen with COVID and Duke and um, some of the, you know, some of the uh, rules they had in place up there. Uh, you know, I wanted my parents to get to watch me play, um, go into the stadium and have fans, and you know, I just felt like that in that time, I, you know, I needed a, a fresh start, um, and so. Reluctantly, uh, App State called, and and I immediately felt um, felt wanted in that in that family atmosphere. So, and and since then, it's it's honestly been been so great to me.
0: I'm trying to think. Did y'all even so you 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 left Clemson in in, in January of 20? I guess it was. And then, did y'all even have spring practice at Duke? Well, no, you, or are you staying at Clemson? Um, I guess. Uh, until yeah, I had May. to
1: graduate. In, I had to graduate in May, so I didn't participate in any spring. I right after LSU, Right after we lost to LSU, um, I talked to Coach Sweeney about a week later, and uh, and then he, you know, had great conversation, and um, he understood and was excited for me and in the, in the opportunity to to watch me play, and you know, we threw some teams out there that you know, he thought would fit me well and Duke was one of those teams and um he supported me fully hundred percent. And uh um I mean while I was still at Clemson he allowed me to use the facilities, um, eat there, um, work out, uh use the field, throw in the indoor. I was still I still felt a part of, of the family. Um and, you know, doing it the right way by graduating and and uh getting my degree, that was what he was most most happy about. So but yes, I did I was leaving um, I was graduating in May of 20, 2020 and uh, then I'd, I'd be heading to Durham.
0: So in a non you know a non-COVID shutdown time, you would have probably headed straight to Durham, say late May or June maybe, and started working out with, with the team. Would, would that have been the, the typical plan that you would have followed?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right after graduation, um, or whenever I was done with my classes, I would have, I would have already headed headed there and and um, moved in and started working out and getting in the swing of things. So you know those that, those summer months are honestly huge um, for that transformation.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to process you saying that you were there for a month. <laughs> and then you're playing Notre Dame, you know, a few weeks later. Can you take me, take us back to where you were for that, for the summer when, when everybody was, you know, uh, I guess all to left to their own devices. Were you, were you back home in Georgia?
1: Yeah. So, uh, right after spring break at Clemson, I headed home, uh, late March. And then I was there from March, April, May, and then I'd moved up there on my own. We moved up there early because we didn't know when we would report. Um, we were actually, the I think, one of the last teams to even report for workouts and conditioning and, and you know, the start of football. So I got there June 14th. Um, I got there like a whole month before we even found out we were going to um, – report so i think we reported about July 15th or 16th um so yeah uh it's crazy um but then after that we started fall camp and and then we played early September um so you get all of August to do fall camp and um opened up with Notre Dame and boom season started just like that <laughs>
0: That's, I mean, that's mind boggling for any position, but quarterback in particular, like you're learning a new system. You're supposed to execute that system just thrown right into the fire. I mean, I, I can't imagine what that must've been like.
1: Yeah. I mean, it took me long enough to learn Clemson's office and um, right. I had to learn, I had to learn Dukes uh, on the fly and, and, you know, we were, we had a good uh, quarterback competition going and um, the other guys were helping me out and, you know, but they're also trying to win the job at the same time. And so um, it lasted up until, I mean, probably two weeks before we played Two, yeah, about two weeks that I was announced the starter. Um, so, you know, it kind of, you know, it, it took a, took a little while and, you know, Getting those reps with the ones, and it just—it was a lot going into it. Uh, that's all I'll
0: say. And then, when did you start to maybe think that, that this isn't for me, and I might look into in, into going somewhere else?
1: Um, it was it was pretty late in the season, um, probably up until our last game. I'd just been struggling uh, mentally and. Um, going through some things, battling, and um, finally, kind of called my dad and just, you know, told him that, you know, just the academic work, uh, being a grad student there was was really hard, and and you know, I just felt like I needed I needed a fresh start, and uh, you know, obviously, my dad supported me, and we talked through it, and um, I ended up telling Coach Cutcliffe. Uh, a few days after we had played our final game that, that I was going to intend on transferring and, and nobody wants to have that conversation, especially me, um, having it again. Uh, it was hard enough the first time and, and even harder the second time, uh, nobody wants to, to transfer twice, but in that, in that time, um, I just felt like I needed to, and, and coach Kukla fully understood. And, um, was really really nice about it and and so we just kind of went our ways
0: it's interesting you know the the portal is kind of a lightning rod of a topic you know probably in large part because of just the sheer numbers of guys who a leave you know their first des- their first school you know at the drop of a hat and then b the the high volume of of guys who are in the portal and don't have anywhere to go. There's no landing spot for them, but there is that, uh, The that the, the positive is that there are guys out there who, for whom it, it does make sense and it does work and it is a, a, a good thing to have. And I would think that you would be very much in, in that category. What are your, I mean, do you agree with that and what are your thoughts on the, on the portal in general, just, just the whole existence of it.
1: Right. Um, I mean, I mean, it's helped me out um, for sure. Obviously, I've I've had, you know, I went I went to the ACC, transferred in the ACC, and then found another home in, in the Sun Belt. But I think for me, um, getting my degree, you know, I didn't I didn't just redshirt and then say, you know what, it's not going to work out for me. Um, I knew I was a developmental player you know i needed clemson to develop me i needed to buy in um i wanted to buy in i wanted to be there uh i think that's the difference some you know I, I can't speak for everybody but i guess after being in the portal, I've, I've helped and gave some advice to people that wanted to transfer that you know maybe should rethink it um you know coaches and these programs are not just going to Go all in on you just because you're leaving a power five school, um, you know. Depending on if they know you or how heavily recruited you are, you're not. I mean, it's just not a guarantee. You're you're taking a huge chance. So um, I think it's good to at least have film of some sort. Um, I know. I mean, I'm seeing more and more just especially with the NIL, I mean, people going to these big time schools, taking advantage of, of, you know, potential money opportunities there. And then saying, all right, you know, I got what I wanted out of them and I'm going to leave now, Uh, which is just crazy uh, to think that when I entered, you know, enrolled at Clemson in 2017 to now five years later, how much has changed and, uh, it, it blows my mind. Um, so I mean, it has worked out for me and I've taken advantage of it, but I also think, you know, I've done it in a way that, that makes sense. Um, I didn't lose credits, uh, for academic, you know, my goal was to finish school. Um, and I did. And, uh, and so I didn't lose anything there and I wasn't put by, I wasn't behind and, um, you know, my advice would be for kids to, to stick it out a little bit more, uh, the ball is not easy and, uh, times get, times get pretty hard, but, um, still playing one of the greatest games ever, ever invented. And, and if you're at a, uh, pre- prestigious school, I mean, you know, take full advantage of, of that program and, and what they have to offer. Uh, Use football. Don't let it use you, you know?
0: Yeah. So, can you educate me on, okay, so you graduated at Clemson, and you go to Duke, obviously you have to go to, you have to have some sort of schooling. You can't just be there without going to school. So it's grad school. What are your options? Um, How many hours do you have to take? And then what did you end up choosing uh, at Duke, academically?
1: So, Duke is different in, in their majors. Um, I don't know if it has to do with being like a private school. Um, but it's different than the others. And like, I went into a foundations of business masters, uh, master, uh, MMS masters of management studies. Um, and so that was kind of what they suggested I do. Um, and it was it was pretty difficult. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was also really hard. We're on Zoom. Yeah, 20, you know, well, I'm not in class. Um, the the we started off in class wearing masks, um, and then after like two weeks, we were told mainly the athletes to not go and to, and to just do the class online. So there was no contact tracing or ways that we could you know, test positive um, because we were getting, we were testing every day and, you know, it's just hard to focus uh, online school. And that was another thing, you know, I didn't know how long this would last and, you know, I took a chance by, by leaving, but it was just so, uh, it, it was a lot on the body, a lot on the mind. It was taxing and it was for everybody. It was not even for student athletes. It was, I mean, even the undergraduate, just undergraduate students, but, and the graduate students, um, it's a tough program that I was in, Fuqua, uh, school of business. And, uh, you know, I, I was looking back now, it just, it just makes me laugh because I'm grateful for that opportunity. And I got to learn a lot. Um, but, it just it happened so fast i just wasn't fully prepared for that
0: not that clemson's a bad school it's certainly a, a respected uh, institution but does your experience at duke give you a whole new appreciation for uh what coaches have to have to sort of the, the roadblocks or obstacles they have academically at not just places like duke but Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, you know, schools in that in that realm, uh, the, the academic hurdles they have to have to get past to to bring talent in and keep it, you know, keep it there, keep it eligible.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, obviously, you know, Notre Dame um, has done a great job with it. Um, Stanford at, at one point, and um, you know, you got to have a you got to have that balance of you know yes this is duke but at the same time i mean there's not a lot of students there um and they've got a ton of athletic programs and i think nothing speaks more volume than to be successful in the classroom um but also you know have that success on the field or on the court um and and stuff like that i mean duke's had really good basketball over the years um There's no reason why, I mean, they shouldn't be doing it at at the football level. Um, So I do have a, I do see a new appreciation for that and the hurdles that, you know, they'd have to jump over just to, you know, recruit, you know, top tier talent, but at the same time, um, show for what they're doing on the field to get that talent as well. So it, you know, they got a new coaching staff now and, and I'm super excited to see what they do. And I've still got buddies on the team and, um, you know, and, and, you know, it makes me happy to to go see them ball out.
0: What was your relationship like with David Cutcliffe?
1: Um, it was pretty good. Uh, it was, I know he had a lot going on. Uh, first of all, that was, that was obvious and apparent. Um, that season had a lot on everybody and it's, I know I keep saying that, but it, it, it is true. Um, it was just so much. You just honestly, you didn't know if you were going to play that week. Uh, you'd go into a week preparing and then you, you know, we had one game cancel on us. Uh, I think it was wake forest. Mm. Um, and it's just like, you know, phone calls in the morning, phone calls in the evening and trying to focus on, you know, getting your team ready. So, but I mean, all through that, you know, we had a we had a good relationship, and you know, I was willing to to talk to him and express my feelings towards, you know, my ideas, and um, it was good. It was good.
0: Were you surprised that he and Duke ended up parting ways last? I guess last November. Um,
1: no. <sighs> I wasn't, I wasn't super surprised. Um, I didn't know what was left on his contract, um, or how many years he had left, but you know, that the year that we had really took a lot out of everybody. Um, and he had flipped that program around and, um, you know, I know people are wishing the best, uh, for him and, and that, and and this past season, um, but, you know, I feel like he had done all, all he could do. Um and so, you know, whether he wanted to to not coach anymore or, or or go find a new spot or um you know, just kind of you know, hang out, you know, whatever it may be. Um I know he's uh he's taking advantage of it.
0: How did Appalachian State come on your radar and what were were there any other <clears throat> schools that you were that you were strongly considering going to?
1: Well, I didn't have many options uh I mean after my 2020 season I I didn't perform very well and my my stats were not the best. Um, and so they had called me. Um, I was driving on the road, and and I just received a call from Coach Watts, and we chatted up for a second. And he was actually roommates with, like you know, the quarterback coach at Clemson now, and, and offensive coordinator Brandon Schrader, and um, they played ball together. And I guess they must have talked because um, I, had, you know, before that I had not spoken to App State, and and then I talked to Coach Clark briefly and after that I was like I'm not going to get a better opportunity um to be the starter I think I could have that opportunities to go elsewhere to be a serviceable backup um, for, for some teams but you know my goal was to still play and and uh so they gave me that opportunity
0: I guess so they were sort of taking a I don't I guess yeah, taking sort of a gamble just based on based on your previous season at Duke Would you say that is?
1: Yeah. Um, I think my film, when they watched it, and this is the conversation I've had with, with coach Ponce, um, when, when he was my coach last year, um, and Hendrick Stone that helped recruit me when they watched my film, they, they liked what they saw. Uh, obviously they watched my Clinton films. Um, there was a lot of things that they liked and then a lot of things that they, they knew they could fix. Um, with the right pieces around me. And, uh, and so they liked my arm. They liked, like the way I could, could read the field. And, um, it was my first year starting in 2020. I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't play a whole lot before that. I got to play here and there. Um, we were up big, but, but, you know, 2020 was my first real season of, of playing four quarters. And, uh, so there was a learning curve there and, and I learned a lot from that season and, Getting a spring ball um, at, at State last year was awesome. Getting a full summer and, you know, going into that role, um, you know, being a leader and, and knowing you had the position um, gave me a lot of confidence. And um, I think it showed this past season, uh, you know, in the end, it, it all worked out.
0: You signed at Clemson in 17. Can you refresh me? on what other schools you were considering and, 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 and what ended up truly guiding you here back then?
1: Um, back in 2017, I was looking at, it was Clemson, it was Michigan State, um, Ole Miss and Baylor. Um, but those two had came in late and I was um, waiting on, I was waiting out before I committed, I was waiting out on Georgia. Uh, and I, I had talked to them a little bit off and on and um wasn't sure if they were gonna pull the trigger or not. And so when they ended up getting the commitment out of Jake From, Um I knew they were taking one quarterback in that class and so um ultimately I chose Clemson because I I felt most at home there. And so it was uh it was Clemson, Michigan State, Ole Miss and Baylor
0: did you refresh my memory did you enroll early in 17 no i came in the summer okay it's just fascinating it's amazing to just think back you you're coming in after clemson wins a pretty big game in tampa for the for the national championship one of the most memorable games and plays in college football history uh deshawn Renfro. and then you come in with hunter johnson oh. Five star quarterback. You join Kelly Bryant, and then a year later, Trevor gets here. Are you? And I think you mentioned this a few minutes ago. You said you wanted to be developed as a quarterback. Were you coming in thinking? I mean, did you sign with Clemson thinking? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna win that job. Or were you thinking more practically of the developmental side, as you alluded to earlier? Or did I? Or did I? Did I not hear you correctly?
1: No, I, I knew I was going to be red shirted. Um, I knew going into it, and uh, and I was fine with that. Um, I needed to be red shirted. I needed to put on muscle. I needed to go through work, you know, a full weight program, and um, it would have been really hard for me to try to compete. Learning the trying to learn that system uh, with you know, four months up until the season. So, obviously, I knew that wasn't going to be possible. Um, but I, you know, I, I played um, on scout team my, my redshirt year, and um, you know, I, I grew a lot from that, and, and felt like it, you know, it made me a better, better quarterback and better player. And uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I knew I knew they were taking two quarterbacks, and Hunter Johnson had committed. Um. Kind of randomly, uh, I think he was committed to Tennessee at the time, or was going to, and then flipped to Clemson. Like mm-hmm. nobody, you know, on a on a little visit, and then two days later, I I called Coach Sweeney and told him I was coming to. So I didn't want to miss out um, on on the opportunity to go to Clemson.
0: And then um, Trevor comes in. A year I forgot when Trevor committed. Yeah, he
1: came in, in the early.
0: Right. I'm just I'm just trying oh. to remember when he when it was when it was done that he was coming when he committed uh to Clemson. I think I forgot. Um Yeah,
1: I forgot too.
0: What is that like for you? I mean obviously you go into seventeen know when you're gonna redshirt, but long term when you hear <laughs> that guy's committed, um what what is going through your mind as far as your future and, and sort of are you thinking, well, hell, I'm gonna I've been here I've been here for a year longer, I'm gonna compete with him or what what are you thinking?
1: Um well it was my first time to show the coaches um what I could do um that spring because I was no longer doing scout team. I was taking all our reps as far as you know our system, and so you know it was Kelly. Uh, it was Kelly. Derek. Derek had just left. It I was Kelly all about Hunter. There. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Hunter, me, and Trevor, and so it was pretty deep because uh, Kelly had just had a. I mean, we had a really good year, and and he had had a great year, and you know went back to the playoffs, and it was now just a huge competition, obviously Trevor, um, he jumped me from the get go. And, uh, uh, I'm just, I'm laughing because (laughs) it's just funny to think about it from, you know, four years ago, but, um, he was getting a lot of reps early on and, and everybody was switching in and out. So we had a pretty competitive, uh, quarterback room for sure. But to your point, um, no, I didn't think about leaving at all. I mean, it was, you know, you never know what could happen in those situations. And obviously, Trevor's a great player and ended up having a tremendous career. But, um, you know, I'm a competitor and I'm willing to compete. And and I knew if I, you know, um, could show the coaches what I could do, you know, it would catch their eye. And, and going against going up against those guys only made me better. Um So yeah.
0: I'll never forget the spring of 18 Trevor's first spring. I guess y'all were like two weeks in and, uh, I was at a youth softball game. My daughters played softball, uh, in the same, uh, league as, as Venable's daughters. And, uh, during one of the games, Brent is there and we're just, you know, making small talk. How's it going? And I said, uh, how does number 16 look? And his eyes got really big. (laughs) And he said, he said, he said, I'll tell you one thing. He said, we ain't going to have problems throwing the ball like we had last year. He said, he said, that's the, that's the best freshman I've ever seen since Adrian, other than Adrian Peterson at Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And it was like two weeks in. Yeah. I know. I guess you were seeing the same stuff.
1: Yep, yep. I saw the talent there for
0: sure. I saw it. I mean, as as a as someone whose playing time and stature stands to go down if you know if the other guy is super good. How do you? How does that? What is that like as somebody who's trying? You like you just said you're a competitor you're trying to win the job when you see this guy roll in and you obviously, you know, it's hard to deny his gifts and, and, and how good he is right away. How do you, what is that like to, to deal with, um, as a, as a person, as a competitor, as a guy who obviously wants the best for Clemson?
1: Um, I mean, when I realized that, you know, it's, it's not easy, uh, but, you know, I, I looked at it as what what can I do to help the team. Um, honestly, I I turned into the best signal call a uh, signaler that that you could find. Um, they they trust. You know, I had a lot of trust within the the coaching staff. You know, I feel like they trust me a lot. And um, tell you what, getting plays out um, is not easy, mm-hmm. uh, especially in hostile environments when, uh, when it's coming down to the wire and making sure every, you know, every motion I'm doing is the right one and I'm not messing up. So that in itself, is a lot of pressure. Um, cause if I get the right play out there, then, then I know, you know, we're all on the same page and, and, uh, then they can execute. But if I mess up, then, you know, the whole thing might come crashing down. So I looked at it as how can I help? And, uh, and just another opportunity to, to get better. Um, I didn't think too much about it. Uh, you know, I didn't sulk. I didn't pout. I just, you know, took advantage of the opportunities that I was given, um, in practice, um, and outside of football. Uh, I was going to be a great teammate. Um, I was going to be a great friend and, and work on, you know, becoming a leader for the team, um, Cause a lot of guys liked me and I had a lot of friends on the team and, and uh, I was, I was cool with, with every corner of the locker room. So um, I just worked on those things and, uh, and I knew I was still a freshman and, you know, each year I was going to grow to get better.
0: Is there a play that you can remember from that spring that you saw from Trevor where it just really jumped out like, wow, this kid, this guy, it's just totally different, um, just not normal?
1: Um, I can't right off the top of my head. Uh, it's been a little while. I mean, it's been a little while ago, but, I mean, you know, it was probably some type of rollout, and, and he threw it across his body, you know. Yeah. He threw it. <laughs> While rolling out it was probably one of those deals. I know I've seen a few of those
0: before, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to Jeff Scott that same spring, and there was a there was a clip from high school where he's rolling to his left, and the camera just happened to be where he was throwing to a receiver right on the sideline, and that was where you could really. The vantage point of the camera was the only way you could get a true appreciation for the velocity that he got on that ball running to his left. And Jeff Scott, I think, maintains that's the best throw he's ever seen Trevor make was in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Yeah. yeah, pretty wild. You know what always impressed me about Trevor is he was never impressed with himself, at least what it appeared to me. And still hasn't been. Does that the same? Does that strike you as well? Somebody who has all the five star acclaim, but none of the the ego or the self importance that might normally be associated with with people of that stature.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, he's pretty down to earth guy, and he just let his playing speak for himself. Um, one of my favorite plays he he had was the the freshman his freshman year. Um that Georgia Tech game, you know, rolling out to the left and throwing that laser to, to Renfro. That was that was one of the best throws, you know, I'd seen him make. Um and uh I mean, what what else was I gonna say? Um oh, I can't think about it now. Okay. I, I watched my Lost my idea. That's Uh, all right. But but, uh yeah, he's not boastful. He you don't he doesn't need to go out of this way. Um but my favorite oh this is what I was gonna say, my favorite version of Trevor um was when I had left. Um it was it was the twenty twenty season and uh I watched him play Miami. Um and I, I just, you know, he, me and him, I kind of get tabbed as being, being a nice guy, but, but for him, he had always kind of been a nice guy on the field and finally saw a little bit of, of aggression and, and, uh, in <laughs> that passion, um, and the guy, I know, you know, he got up and scored and maybe got in the guy's face and yeah. he maybe got a ear, he maybe got an earful from, from Sweeney, but <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite plays ever, uh, <laughs> watching him, uh, not being on the team, because I know that, um, that play right there got the whole sideline fired up if they saw if they saw it. Um, so as, you know, as being a former teammate and being in that locker room, I know for a fact him doing that really, uh, really got everybody, you know, hype and excited. So, yeah, I just had to throw that in there.
0: He did that, um, he did some of that his freshman year at Florida State, if you remember, like some late hits, they they got him on some, after the whistle stuff, and he stood up and and got in one guy's face a little bit. I don't know if you saw that being on the sideline, but it was on the TV copy for sure.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, he wasn't very smart then, but after, you know, during year three, he, he got a lot smarter about it. Because um, that only made that only made the defense want to hit him late <laughs> even more or in the head. So, <laughs> you know, I told him, I was like, hey, man, you need to hey, calm down. Cause it's all right, bud. You're going to be okay.
0: What kind of leader was he in, in 2018 and 19, sort of in the locker room behind the scenes? Was he just more of a quiet guy, or, or were there times – when he asserted himself and, and, and spoke up?
1: Um, I think there are definitely times where he asserted himself and that may have been, you know, strictly like with the, you know, going out for, for team reps, um, or, um, he was pretty quiet. Um, but we didn't have many issues on that team. um, You know, we had Christian Wilkins and Dexter and Austin Bryant and a lot of older guys that could, that could take over. And then when they had left, um, you know, we obviously Trevor stepped up. I I felt like I was, you know, part of a, a leadership role there. Um, but you know, a lot of it was in some workouts and conditioning and training and you know, we'd, we'd say little things to each other just to motivate each other to get through it and, and, and to keep going. Um, but when things got hard, you know, fall camp and and uh, things like that, I mean, there were definitely examples of, of him showing that that vocal leadership. Um, you know, he'd huddle us up and and give us a message or two, and, and then boom, we'd be on our way. But, um, you know, for the most part, I guess early on was a little quiet, and then once he... Establish himself, um, or I mean, we all knew he's established himself. But you know, it's, it's hard to kind of walk into a situation and, and use your voice uh, immediately. So,
0: yeah. So, what does it sound like when Trevor Lawrence speaks up those r- random times?
1: Uh, <laughs> it's serious, and and everybody's listening. It, I I don't know. I can't like in, impersonate it. <laughs> Um, you know, I think he's, uh, he's probably worked on it a lot, uh, now being the, the quarterback of the Jaguars. So he's probably gotten <laughs> a lot better at it. Not that he was bad at all, but, you know, he's talking to grown, grown men now. Um, which, a lot more reps you know, now. <laughs> I keep forgetting he, I keep forgetting he's married. So, but, um, he's still a young buck. So, you know, but it's, uh, It's probably a role that he's, you know, getting better at and, uh, you know, some that I got to work on as well. Uh, It's a little awkward at first, but once you get past that stage, you know, it's easier because guys need to hear it and, and they'll listen to a guy like him.
0: What do you take from your experience of being around him? What's the most important thing you take from that that you that is that, that betters you as a player, maybe even as a person?
1: Um, just take it I, I really just took the the motto of of one play at a time. Um I could see that within his game. Um he truly would just dissect a play or go through a play you know, one at a time. He's not worried about, about okay, if we don't do this and it's third down and I got to do it. He's solely focused on what can we do on this play uh, What do and, and what do I need to do? You know, he's going to scan the defense. He's going to make any checks he has to do, but he's not going to do more than what he's expected um, and required to do within a play. So that is... It. um I I took that away from, from a playing perspective and you know, a lot of it when, when he come off the sideline um, I would kind of be there to, to grab him first, just to, just to calm him down. I mean, me and him both kind of have that same mild frustration. um, If something doesn't go right, but we got to like, like it now. Um, And so we did a good, he did a great job of helping me when I got to go in. Um, and I would want to grab him the same way, just to you know calm him down for a sec before he has to go over what he saw um and and talk to coach about it but um never too never too high, never too low, even kill and um that's what I appreciate about him so and that's what what I try to try to take away from.
0: If you're in the Eastern Midlands and PD area and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, Com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm, Smith & Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864 326 3507. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service, integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products, Products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Salero at salerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. You mentioned that game at Georgia Tech in 18. I guess a couple days later is when <clears throat> the staff made the call, Trevor starting over Kelly Bryant, and, of course, Kelly uh leaves uh, of course there was like there were two days there where no like he did, he didn't he didn't come to practice so nobody was really sure and then i think he came that maybe that wednesday and said he was he was leaving from your vantage point can you just what do you remember about the first few days of, of that week as 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 all these big things are, are, are happening?
1: Um, well, after that game, um, I was pretty upset with myself. Cause I actually got to go in and I ended up forcing the ball and throwing a pick. And I was just mad because I, I did, I wouldn't get really I wouldn't get any reps at practice. And then, and then they had thrown me in and I just didn't feel real prepared. And, and so I was kind of walking off the field and, and I was just walking with Kelly and, um, you know, he's my guy, like Kelly's my, one of my best friends ever. And uh, we talk every day and I could just kind of see on his face, he, he was upset too. And, and then after we had got the news that, uh, you know, Coach Sweeney had announced Trevor was going to start um, week five. Um, they had given, I, all I know is they, you know, Kelly, they had given Kelly some time to, to think about things and he needed a day. And so while he took the day, I, I, I now became the, the, I went with the twos and that was, shoot, those are my first practice reps since fall camp. Um, and so it had been a long time and, uh, it was good to get back out there and just, and just it around and practice. And then uh, the next day came and, and again, I was, def- I was backed up by default and, and I was really bummed out. Uh, the, the team really loved Kelly. He was a great leader and everybody, I looked up to Kelly and I know a lot of people looked up to him as well. <clears throat> and when, when I finally heard he was leaving, um, it hurt me um, bad. So I was, you know, kind of hurt my heart. I I told my dad, I was like, there's no way he'll leave, you know, like he won't do it, but, but looking back, you know, I don't, I don't blame him. Um, it just is what it is. That's kind of how the game was. That's how the game has been the past few years. And, and, uh, you know, with the the red shirt rule that came out that season, he got opportunity to red shirt and And his goal was to to start and he decided to leave, which, you know, I supported him in that. And a lot of people didn't. Um, And a lot of people were mad at Kelly and and thought he was selfish, but you know, it is what it is. So at the same time uh, I had to step up and um, get, get ready quickly. That's for sure. Uh, I just, you know, been signaling in practice and and not taking any reps, so it was my turn to to finally get some reps and and uh, start preparing for that week. But seeing Kelly go, you know, like I said, it was it was hard hard on a uh, hard on me and and a lot of other people. And it was it wasn't I wouldn't say it was a distraction at all. It was just you know a part of our team had left. Um, If that makes sense, it just kind of, it hurt Trevor as well. Um, No doubt about it. We had, we had talked about it and, you know, he hated seeing Kelly go. He loved Kelly. Uh, So, but it is, you know, that's just, that's just the business and uh, each side understood it. So we just, you know, got to, had
0: to move on. Was, was the locker room. I mean, there were outside the the football program. There were opinions were all over the place. Was it the same inside the locker room? A lot of people supporting him, but but some others not so much. Like, what the heck is he doing? Why is he bailing on us?
1: I don't really think there was any division between the locker room at all. Um, I just think guys, you know, looked at it as he had to do what he had to do and. And that's about it. And so we got to move on from it. Um, so I mean, they, I know they appreciated Kelly, and, and wish she didn't go, but um, that's just kind of how the how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And so we just had to uh, had to keep going because we had a game that week, so we couldn't couldn't dwell on it too too much.
0: It's interesting you mentioned earlier in the conversation how much has changed <laughs> over the last few years at that point when he leaves it's like it's a it, it's a massive shock like you know because we're just not used to that people at clemson but not just clemson but college football but now you wouldn't bat an eye if a player if a quarterback lost his job and then said all right I'm going to go somewhere else do you see and, and it sounds like you and others see more of the wisdom now in his decision than you did at the time.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I mean, it's different for quarterbacks because one guy plays, but, um, it, it, it was a situation where, you know, you had not seen a lot of people leave Clemson and, mm-hmm. uh, and so I guess that's what really shocked people. And you know, he kind of not going to say he started it at all, but like as far as leaving, not on disciplinary reasons, you know, other people have been let go before, but he left. He left because you know he needed an opportunity. He had a dream. He has a he had a goal to go play at the next level, and and it would be hard to do that if you're backing up, you know, a freshman and uh, and then continue to back him up if he were to, actually, he wouldn't have stayed because um, that was his last season. So it would have been hard for him to, to move on and, and play in the NFL if, if he was backing up Trevor at the time. So, But now kids will leave, I mean, just because, you know, they're not happy. Uh, they don't have to have any film. Um, they'll just leave because they're going to leave, and uh, you know that's just how the game is now. It's it's crazy, but you know I don't I don't shame him at all for leaving. And um, I was happy to, because when you leave, when you leave a place like Clemson, you are now responsible. You have more responsibility. I feel like you you have to grow more. Um, just because you know what Clemson is like, and you've been through it for four years and, and everything. So going to a new program, you learn a lot of new things. So I think he also learned a lot too.
0: Another key detail that folks might not remember is he, 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 the decision he, he made that decision when he did, because he could still preserve his red shirt. He had only played four games. And so he, of course, played the next year at, uh, at Missouri. So, um, so you said you talked to him every day.
1: Yeah, we talk to him just about every day.
0: <laughs> what is he up to?
1: Um, shoot. I mean, I know he, he's still throwing a lot. Um, he's still working out. Um, I don't know if he's had any, any more opportunities, um, at the next level, whether, that would be tryouts or Canadian league or what, but um, I know he's still open to it and and hoping for that opportunity. But we, we don't really, I mean, we don't talk about ball like that um, anymore. It's more of a check-in, but he's, uh, he's doing good. And, and uh, so that's, that's
0: really all. You have any idea whether, whether, he views Clemson any differently than he did then. I mean, he, you know, he said some things on his way out, uh, that he was treated unfairly and, 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 and some things I'm just, he would be the one to ask, but since you, since you have such a close relationship, I figure it was worth asking. Do do you you have any read on, on how he looks back at Clemson now and whether this, whether it's different from four years ago? Uh,
1: no, I mean, I'm not going to put words in his mouth or, yeah. or, or try to uh, say what what he thinks about it. But, um, you know, he's a graduate of Clemson and, and he's definitely, he's got a brotherhood there. So um, I know he's, he appreciated his time uh,
0: mm-hmm. at Clemson. All right. That Saturday against Syracuse, I forgot what time of the, first quarter second quarter on the opposite sideline Trevor goes down what's going through Chase Price's mind when you see the training staff going out there to to help him up
1: yeah um i was worried about him um i i was hoping he'd get up uh, you never want to see a guy hurt or knocked out and when we all noticed he wasn't um that's when i started hearing my name and warming up and it all just happened so fast uh, I was about to go in and play in the first half um, of, a, of a game that, that we were losing, a uh, very important game a game that we had lost the season before up at Syracuse um, when Kelly actually got injured as well mm-hmm. um, it was almost like the same story mm. storyline but Um, you know, my mind was just racing. Um, I didn't have the game experience. I think I had eight passes to my name. Um, I was just, uh, you know, all over the place kind of. So that halftime really settled me down. I think I got one drive before half and my first play, they wanted to call a shot. And I'm just like, man, <laughs>
0: what is going on? I, you serious? <laughs> yeah. First That's play great. was a shot. And I'm like, Coach sweetie. what a new
1: world. I just, like, I'm about to crap myself. Like, is my chin strap on right? I mean, holy crap. But, um, luckily we get into halftime and, and we have a plan you know, Coach Elliott and Coach Streeter and Coach Scott and Coach Sweeney put together a plan for us, and and uh, all I needed to do was my job. Um, it wasn't pretty at first, but um, it was a gritty, gritty performance by all of us, and uh, the outcome was what what we wanted.
0: So, what happened on the shot?
1: I remember is I'm, I'm dropping back and the guy comes through the A gap and I'm like oh <laughs> like immediately and I was like, oh no and he rips my jersey around my neck and uh I stumble I remember stumbling forward and I'm like I gotta throw the ball away. So I just throw I just toss it out of bounds underhanded. Um and I'm like, Whew, wow, first play, that's what that's what we got. This should be good and I think we just end up running the clock out, which I was happy about. But <laughs> I'm like, let's get into halftime. Like I'm I'm like, we need to figure out what we're gonna
0: do here. <laughs> well, you know what Devo was saying with that called shot? He's saying I got confidence in my guy. This is you know Right. Yeah. I didn't I didn't take it that way at first.
1: Um <laughs> I was like, man, I know. I mean, I only got a little bit of time to warm up, but uh, maybe he was thinking, you know what? All right, brand new quarterback. They're going to blitz. Chase is going to throw it deep. And Pete Higgins, he's going to catch the score. <laughs> um, that's my guess. But, uh, no, it didn't work out in that way.
0: He's like, let me show you all Chase Bryce. I got. I believe in this guy. Yeah, here's oh. an introduction. <laughs> well, the introduction. Well, what stands out to me about that game was at halftime, <clears throat> Debo as he reflected after the game, he said, you know, at halftime, we just needed to, we needed to take some pressure off of chase. And he said, we're going to run the ball. It don't matter if they have eight or nine in the box, we're going to run the ball. We're just going to make, you know, settle him down. And it just gave me an appreciation for, for, for be a, a coach's decisions, a coach's philosophy in the moment. It's way harder than it, than, than you think, you know, and it, looking back, it was the perfect philosophy to go out there in the second half with, settle you down, and then once you did settle down, uh, you started throwing accurately and making the, the game-changing plays.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, he was just going to go back old school and ground and pound. And, and I mean, honestly, for our line, that's what they wanted to do. Um, we were better up front, and we had Travis Etienne, Taven Feaster, and Adam Choice in the backfield. So, you know, that helped out a whole lot. And then an incredible catch by Renfro and, and a couple bang eights to Justin Ross. And, uh, and, and we had a couple drives going. Um, so, you know, yeah, uh, just, just getting that confidence and, and slowing the game down for me really, really helped me settle
0: in. I had Jack Maddox and Will Sweeney on last week, and we both were talking about that catch by Renfro. Um, was that the best catch that you can remember? I mean, that's not one that gets replayed. If you you know look at his highlights of his college career, but from my memory, that's the one that I'm I still can't really comprehend.
1: I'll be honest. Um, I threw it thinking I, I threw him on the, like on the run, uh, like he could run under it, but. Like I said, the, the whole game speed is just different in a game. And uh, I didn't put enough on it. And he made a great, great acrobat catch. But I, I truly think his catch the, the game the year before at Syracuse was even better. Zarek um, had thrown a laser on the sideline. And Hunter oh, yeah. had <laughs> caught it with his right hand flat on the ground. Like... Fully extended, his body was like flat on the sideline, and he caught it. And I'm like, "Wow!" I was watching that game on TV because I didn't I didn't travel that year. And uh so he had two of his best catches in career versus, versus Syracuse.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Were you coming out of this in, in the second half, out of the locker room after the the throwing underhand throwing the ball underhand to the sideline on the called shot? Are you thinking? oh my God, this is, this is a nightmare. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold it together or are you in a more confident state at that point?
1: Well, I think, um, it all just kind of turns into what you've been doing your whole life. And, uh, even though it was a college game, you know, I've, I've been playing football since I was seven. Um, and I knew that like Syracuse, um, thought they had us, you know, like, you know, they were so confident, Uh, you know, Trevor's out, like, we got him, like, we got him right where we want him, and, uh, and those guys on the team, um, Christian Wilkins, uh, Mitch Hyatt, Gage, Servinka, Falsinelli, like, um, wait, was Falsinelli the center? Yeah.
0: Yep, for 18.
1: Yeah, Falsinelli, yeah. Um, they just settled me down, um, and, Kayvon Wallace, uh, Isaiah, like, Austin Bryant, one of my best friends too, like, they just, they said, hey, Chase, just, you know, they called me Breezy, so like, Breezy, man, just, to settle down and, and go do this thing. They, they had, they had more confidence in me than I had in myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, when I heard that from them, I was like, you know what, I, I can't go do this, you know, I had a, I had a good spring. Um, I had a good fall camp. You know, I I've been building and working for this moment, um, and now it's a game. It's time to go have fun and uh, and and go back to your fundamentals. Just go back to the basics and fundamentals, and and uh, the rest will take care of itself.
0: Is that an example of how when you relate to everyone in the locker room, that it can really pay dividends for you? Because if you were had you been say aloof and not really re- relating to people on both sides of the ball over the whole locker room, then you wouldn't have had necessarily Austin and Kayvon and Isaiah coming up to you and trying to offer words of confidence and encouragement.
1: I'll be honest. I think um, if I wasn't if I wasn't like that, right, I don't think the coaches would have confidence in me. Right. I don't think they they would have the confidence to to throw me out there or to name me backup. Um, you know, I remember when when Kelly had left, it was like, you know, who's going to be the backup if Trevor gets hurt? Well, Coach Lee said, "Well, we got Chase Bryce." Um, and I think that goes back to 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 how I carry myself and and what I did to catch their eye throughout. My year and a half, uh, what I did on scout team. I mean, I know it, it sounds crazy, but these coaches pay attention to that stuff. Coach Middle's got to see me every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get that defense every single day, <laughs> and that only made me better. Um, so, if I was a if, if I wasn't, um, you know, some type of leader or or important part on the team um, in a way where I can go in any any part of the locker room. I can go into the coach's office and, and, and chop it up with them or or sit with anybody at, at, uh, at the Paul Bistro. I mean, they wouldn't have confidence in me. They wouldn't think I could do it because I would have, you know, obviously for the opposite, I would have separated myself. I would have, you know, not been friends with anybody. I would have, you know, not not hung out, gone out to eat or not wanna you know, just whatever. Um, but I think um me being that way, it, it you know, the coaches uh you know, saw it in me and, and knew I you know, I had a that I could do it, that they could do it with me.
0: What's the most unforgettable snapshot of, of going against Brent Venables when you're on scout team? That was
1: Um Probably. You mean just like going against him every day?
0: Just crazy, Brent. Like wacky.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I've got plenty, but <laughs> one time, like as a quarterback, you know, my roommate Will Brown, he's a receiver. Um, they got you know the. <laughs> they got the play like the coaches have the script like the drawing boards and they tell the guys where to go and or whatever um and so i'm like man i'm not throwing it to this red line like i throw it to this red line every time he's like throw it here throw it here i look at the play it's a red line got throw it here no matter what there's four there's three guys over here i'm not gonna do that so I wouldn't. I stopped throwing to the red line and he got so pissed. He got so confused. And he ripped into me. And, uh... And I'm... And I was a compa- like... I wasn't going to take that uh, from Coach B. You know? it's Like, don't whip into me for throwing it to an open guy when you got three guys on this red line. No. I'm not doing it. Um, you can get mad at me all you want. And, uh... And I'm sure he'd laugh about it now, um, years later. But in the moment, I mean, he is foaming out the mouth, and his eyes are about to pop out of his head. And he he looks at me and yells at me, and goes, "You know, can't say everything works for, but basically, basically, give me the ball because he was going to take over because I wasn't doing it right, you know." And I'm like, "No, I told him like, no, I'm not give- I'm not giving you the ball." I'm, I'm getting. You know, we're gonna get him better. It might have been FSU week or Louisville week. I'm like, no. I mean, we need. They need to see this ball. He's not going to, This quarterback's not gonna throw it. And, you know, he's trying to get the ball. He's reaching for it, and I pull the ball away. I'm pulling the ball away because I don't want him to get it. And then finally, he like, he's he like, pops me in the chest. He just says, "Give me the ball." I was like, "All right, here you go. Whatever you." take this ball and throw it to three defenders. Whatever. I don't care. At that point, I was so mad. I was like, I don't care. I don't dude, I was like, I don't need to learn this offense anyway. I don't give a crap about NC state's offense. I'm going to go learn our offense. <laughs> so if you want to take over Jimmy green beans, you got it. <laughs> so that's, that's one of my funny stories.
0: That's unreal. Oh my gosh. So Ben bullwear a few months ago on here said the the image that still keeps him up at night <laughs> that just brings the fear of God is, is a venerable screaming and the you mentioned the foam. The foam that forms in the corners of his of his mouth. That's what still Yeah,
1: it's all from the, the seven pieces of gum he's got in there.
0: <laughs> oh, that is so great. I guess y'all made up uh, sometime after that.
1: Yeah. He, uh, I I ended up getting scout team player of the year, whatever, at our banquet. And, (laughs) and, uh, you know, that was my goal though. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be playing on the team, but I was going to get our defense ready. Um, and no Georgia tech week was not fun. Uh, getting hit by Christian every, almost every single play or the defense then, um, they used to play around because they couldn't hit me really, but they would hit me at the same time. Uh, right. So I would get I'd get thrown around a little bit.
0: D- All right, answer this question honestly. I want I, I want your hundred percent, no sugarcoating. Going to the national championship game at eighteen. <clears throat> are you thinking we are going to destroy these guys? Uh, Bama? Yeah.
1: Um, no, I wasn't thinking destroyed. Um, they were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they were pretty really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were really good. And then, but after that, after like that second, whatever that second play, that mm-hmm. pick six, I was like, okay. I mean, they're in for it now. I mean, like you've done rattled, like Venables is now like, okay, we're about to dial it up. Like, I, you know, they're going to win. They're going to get their punches into, um, and, and that's what I learned from coach Ponce this past season is good teams are going to get their punches in. Um, we just got to get more punches and, uh, and that, that night, that's what, that's what, those guys did um, just just handed Bama more punches, um, and so. But now, I mean, what a night! What a game! It was awesome.
0: Yeah, the, the the NFL talent on the other side of the ball that night. I mean, not that Clemson didn't have NFL talent, but the the fact that those guys scored sixteen points is still one of the most remarkable occurrences in college football history in my opinion
1: no doubt no doubt
0: chase i I told you i was not going to keep you for 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 an hour and here we are past an hour so i apologize you've got to get up early for weightlifting. um i don't blame me i guess if you get if if, uh if you show up late but i don't know if there's anything else you want to cover but man this has been tremendous i can't thank you enough
1: that's pretty much all, I guess. That's that's my that's my clemson career in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I could sit here for another hour listening to scout team stories against Jimmy Greenbeans <laughs> It's just oh, yeah, great that stuff.
1: Nutcase.
0: <laughs> Playing keep away. did you ever see anybody else hold the ball take play keep away with Brent Venables? I mean are you thinking he might punch you? No, I mean yeah, I mean he
1: basically did. I'm not going to say he punched me, but he basically did, but he, uh, he was not happy. I, and I, I, I'm not even joking. Like I literally held the ball up tall away from him because I was looking at the play sheet and he was so mad because I, I had not listened to him about throwing it to the red line. And I had done it for like five weeks straight. And I'm like, this is um, this is crap. I'm not doing this anymore. You know I mean? I'm, I'm throwing a... You know, I went about... I, didn't, I was throwing picks to Kayvon and Nolan. I'm like, no. Like, why are they... You know, why are there three guys on my one receiver? Like, this guy's not going to throw there. He's just not. And... Uh, and so, I kept it... I kept the ball away. And... Held it in my left hand up top and he wanted it badly. And I ended up giving it to him. And then he, it made me mad that he didn't like that. I was throwing it to an open guy. Um So I just didn't go over to scout team like the next week. I was like, screw that. Um, I'll go watch, you know, Kelly, like I'm going to go watch. What's our plan. You know, I want to know our plan versus who we're playing. Uh, I don't care about our defensive plays. I'm not a defensive guy. So, whatever, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. All right, Chase. Uh, again, sorry for keeping you for so long. But that was that's one of the best interviews I've ever I've ever done. Man, that was fantastic. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's keep in touch. Okay. Best of luck to you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Wow. Saving the best for last there with Chase Price. Can't get over that. I'm going to have to get Venable's side of the story on that and get back to y'all. Appreciate Chase for sharing his time with us. Also appreciate uh, the very loyal support of our sponsors. Most of all, thanks to all of you for hitting that play button. Cheers.